Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ruthie, let me start by throwing this at you. Let me throw this at you. Are you watching or have you watched Alone on Netflix? No. Do you what know it, about it? I have no idea what that okay. even is. Well, sit down. I know I don't know why you stand during these podcasts, but please I'm usually doing leg lifts. <laughs> put them please stop doing deadlifts and put the yeah. microphone in a oh, okay. In let me mic holder. Oh, so sorry. I thought I was exercising. Well, I Al Madrigal, uh yes. friend of uh dad's of the podcast, um, mm-hmm. he turned me on to this show alone forever ago. It was like on demand. And it's yeah. and now there's a season six that's on Netflix. Just that season for some reason. Anyways, okay. they drop 10 people completely by themselves in different parts of the out of like an outdoor region. Uh-huh. They would never cross paths. They're so far away from each other. And the and they film themselves and the idea is who can survive the longest. And you're not allowed to ever know where you stand in the group of 10. So when you get dropped off from the helicopter, you've got all your equipment, but now you have to like build your shelter. You have to get food. A lot of survivalists are like compete on this show, but it's just insane because whenever you're ready to give up, you radio in and they come get you. And that's when they tell you, oh yeah, you got fifth place. Or oh, you were you were second place. You would have won if you would have held. Oh off. my god! Sounds like you're like covered in scabs, and you're like I'm fifth place. Yeah, <laughs> I've watched that show. I want you to watch that show. Okay. I, all I've come to realize is that I have no skills. Where would you place in alone? I I tenth. Either either yeah. I die. Uh huh. Or I bail very quickly. I mean, there is wildlife out there. You have agreed to be a part of this experiment of sorts. And the grand prize is only $500,000. Who wants to be a millionaire was a half hour of your life for a million dollars. And all you have to do is know some stuff that will never, ever be applicable to your survival. But this show that is about the just bare bones of surviving in nature as the human species... 
half that. You get half that amount what? of money. <laughs> what has become of our world? Yes. <laughs> I don't oh, know. Oh, you're able to live and actually, you know, bare bones survive in a way where if all people were gone, you might actually be able to carry on the human race. Here's $500,000. Good for you. Not even a million. Yeah. You can't even really buy a house in Los Angeles with that. So good luck. <laughs> and now for the million dollar prize. Who did Patrick Stewart play? (laughs) (laughs) Can I phone a friend? (laughs) You know what? Let me call someone to get the right answer. (laughs) Right. And alone, you can't call anyone and be like, help me. (laughs) Hey, bro, it's me. How do I start a fire again? Just a basic fire, because not only am I cold, I got to cook this fish. (laughs) (laughs) No. Oh, my Um, God. It is very interesting how it all works. And I here's why I bring all this up, because yeah. our guest today is my closest friend to being a survivalist, and it's only because he lives in Colorado. He also doesn't know, know any of the shit we're talking about. <laughs> but we're going to pretend like he does. He has a beard, which he when does. you see someone with a beard and flannel, you're like, someone's cut down a tree before. Yeah, he's able to start a fire. I bet he's never even held an axe. <laughs> He's one of my very good friends. He had a show with his friends on uh, True TV called Those Who Can't. We did uh, three yep. seasons of it, you, and I was honored to to be chosen by him and Ben and Andrew to get to be on that show playing uh, what I now know is one of the most fun characters I've ever played uh, on it? television. It was a lot I of freedom. That. They were like, yeah, yeah, just do do whatever. Oh, that's <laughs> and great. And then I would do whatever, and they go, maybe stick to the script. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. But uh, we also want to mention, before we bring him out here, that uh, this episode is dropping the day after the election that we've all looked forward to and haven't had any anxiety about in any way whatsoever. And we can't see the future. So as I give you this intro, I don't know what the outcome is going to be, but hope to God and pray to the universe that it's going to be an outcome that makes this country a better place. But whatever happens, I can tell you that our conversation with Adam Caton Holland is incredibly funny and it's thoughtful and hopefully it'll be a nice escape for everybody from this week. So without further ado, here he is, Adam Caton Holland. You, sir, are the father of a baby boy. Look, and our listeners understand this. Did you actually want it to be a girl and you didn't get what you wanted? Stop it. You can tell us. I, uh, no, we didn't find out the sex. And yeah. I thought boy the whole time, and Katie thought girl. And, th- and then we got to the hospital, and she was like, it's a boy. And I was like, okay. How well, did she that's know? What, what are you doing after the baby came no, out? She no, no, like, she a just boy. had like and a premonition, was... <laughs> something about walking in. And I yeah. was like, I've been yelling that at you for nine months. Yeah. Um, and it was a boy. Lo and behold. What? What made you think it was a boy? Was there a part of you that was hoping it'd be a boy? <laughs> I would have been fine either. What's the cliche? I just wanted a healthy baby. Yeah. Which, Which is, but once you are having a baby or have had one, you go, oh, that is not a cliche at all. No, you are like, no, just it, be healthy and let's all be happy. That's and all we I had care a, about. <laughs> we had a little scare where we thought it was coming prematurely, like like way prematurely, but we got out of the woods with that. So yes, you're very much just like anything healthy. Um, but I don't know. I think I'm the only person last named Caton Holland. Uh, I have two sisters. One changed her name and, and one passed away. So I'm the only Caton Holland. 
Yep. So I so I've kind of felt this like it's time for the family name to continue. Like I feel this Game <laughs> of Thrones. Right? There is something <laughs> primal crest. about it where you're yeah. like, yes, the name must live on. But then you're like, who even gives a shit? <laughs> I'm, I, I even thought about this. that for me, and I was like, but that can't happen for me if I have a. I mean, I guess, but put like, your foot down. This put day and down. age, you put your foot down and you say no, sir. <laughs> yeah, like I, I've got a hyphenated last name, and I've decided to pass this burden of confusion and misspelling <laughs> on to the next generation. When when your babe, when your child, your young man that you're raising in your home, when he gets sick, what level of calm are you? Like do you freak <laughs> out? Are you like get on the Facebook mom groups? Find I, ask and find this out. This is your first child. Is this your it first is my child, first child, right? but yeah. I'm curious where Rory is too. I, I'm sorry Ruthie, do you have any kids? I don't have any kids and okay. I'm not a dad. I okay, am not Panic Mountain. <laughs> she's a non-dad. We yeah. call uh, any. If you're either a dad yeah. or a non-dad yeah. on this oh. show. No, she's an undad. She's undad. She's yeah. been un- <laughs> on ABC. Undad it yeah. um, tonight. I was initially pretty hysterical, but I've crossed into like, is his finger still attached? Then okay, we're not yeah. going yeah. anywhere yeah. with this kid. Yeah. So I've, I've gotten chill, but I feel like outside factors have made me way chiller. Now, I'm curious, like, did you always know that he wanted to be a dad or like, you know? Just, I think I did. I, I yeah. was a, like, I coached a soccer team and I was a substitute teacher and I, mm. I found I was very good with the little kids, like yeah. four, four-year-old, five-year-old. Once it got older and they had complex problems, I couldn't handle any of right. it, but I really yeah. liked the little kids. So yeah. I think I've always wanted to be a dad for sure. And my yeah. wife, I mean, early on, she was kind of just straight up was like, if you don't want to have kids, let's not waste time because I don't really want to be in a relationship with someone like that. And I was like, yeah. okay, serious yeah. stuff. I think that's a good way to be. Yeah. Oh, I She agree. was upfront about that. So that made me sort yeah. of be like, yeah, I totally want to have kids. We'll yeah. cross that bridge. But I, I like never, that. If you've I got a life plan, about it. it's like, you got to speak up. You don't want to... You don't want to get too far down the road. And then you're like, but maybe, you know, you really want to get that settled out yeah, right well, out of the gate. And I think yeah. previous relationships had been wishy-washy on that front. So it was kind of like, hey, I don't want to waste time with you if we're not going down the same road. Yeah. And, I was, and there wasn't any like, grow up now, Adam. I was like, yeah, that's fine. I do yeah. want to have kids. Yeah, yeah, do, yeah. You, so. do you find a year and a half in, do you, are you... Are you surprised at the dad that you, you are right now? Are you kind of like, is it kind of what you pictured your self to be. I'm definitely way more of a short-fused lunatic than I would have thought. I thought I'd be <laughs> hip and cool. Me about Maybe you. my day is coming. Maybe I'm going to be I've seen- so cool one day, but but I've seen you. I've watched you dad firsthand, Rory, and you're you're what I'd call a grade A goof. You're goofy <laughs> with your daughter. That is uh, that is true, but that that's not even goofing. That's just me. <laughs> <laughs> Like first hand dad. You've seen him first hand. I've dad. seen him first hand dad in grade A goofing. Yeah, grade on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that might that might be my album title right yeah, there. Yeah, grade A goofing. Yeah, I'd tune in for that. <laughs> I uh, I can see when he picks up a ball and he like wants to throw it. I get excited in a way that's unnerving. That's in a way like I'm gonna be his coach and I'm gonna be a monster of a coach. And I really have to sort of silence that because the sport, and he's way more into trucks. He likes playing with little trucks. He's a little aggro boy's boy. But when I see a glimpse of sports in him, I really, I become a (laughs) suburban dad in a second. And I'm so excited. My wife's like, you're going to ruin it with like how into it you are. And I've got to sort of scale back and let him him find the game. There's a balance though. You can ruin it, but you can also inspire it. If, Mm -hmm. you know, if they see what you're into, 
you know, then, then suddenly they're they're into it. Like dads who cheer for whatever team, and then suddenly the kid feels so like prideful of that team too. I mean, that is passed on generationally. You see it with horrific sports teams. People are still yeah. passionate. It's like, oh, your dad was clearly into it because there's no winning to get behind. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's this five-year-old kid on the block named Teddy, and he's a little athlete. He's like ripping on his bike. And oh, he's he's, he's been on the show. We've had him. Yeah. You've had Teddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's great. Yeah. He's very yeah. great. He's just very skilled yeah. for a five-year-old. Yeah. So I watched uh, the Last Dance documentary with Michael Jordan, and mm-hmm. I saw that Michael Jordan's dad kind of showered Michael Jordan's older brother. So I'm doing that to Teddy in front of Malcolm. <laughs> <laughs> And Malcolm sees it and is a little puzzled by it, but it's a long con. I'm planting seeds here. Yeah. Instead, he's going to grow up being like, so I, that guy's not my brother? Because <laughs> Teddy, dad was hanging with Teddy all the time. Yeah. He was always, they like went and got beer together. Mm-hmm. Like, te- yeah. I think Teddy's like his best friend. <laughs> Smash cut to me at like Teddy's high school games, just like his dad wants me to leave. Yeah. Oh my God. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Do you find yourself in moments where you feel like you sense and feel and see a little bit of your own dad dadding yeah. when you when you're in your dadding zone are you like oh my god that's exactly what my dad would have said or done or I yeah. or did do or did say I guess so I think you know, my dad, you've met my dad, and he is... By the way, Adam's dad also <laughs> may be a guest on this show one day. His dad <laughs> is awesome. a gem. He is a gem. A lot to man. unpack. You guys might need to do a double episode. <laughs> it's down. true. It's all very true. <laughs> but he, contrary to a lot of comics fathers that I know, he's the most overly supportive, and I can do no wrong. Like, he's he loves me so much, and he's so into all the things I do. So, like... But it's it, it's also, it's honestly lost any meaning because he just praises you all the time. So he'll come to a show, <laughs> and I mean he'll call you the next day, and he'll be like, "I it was like you were George Carlin up there, yeah. like you were," and you're like, "Dad, it's kind of hyperbolic. It's a little yeah. much." Dad, I bombed, and you know it. <laughs> you no, know you bombed. didn't. You yeah. were saying something. So it's just like this. <laughs> This insane level of devotion, and I think that's what I say. That that specific moment that Adam is talking about is so very real that his dad is such a dad. He's even said that to like me after a show, and it. I'm not even joking. I wanted to hug him and just, just for a split second, pretend that it was my dad. Like, thank you, dad. I wish I would have said thank you, dad. He would have been like, I get it. That's why I said it. Oh my god! I mean, he could start a whole support group for. Indians, I, my dad right? should like, they, like just hang out at UCBs. Yeah, yeah, he's just backstage. I got you. Yeah, we wouldn't need comment anymore. Yeah, he the could medium really... just dies. Yeah, 
eyes, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, you know. No one's got any problems anymore. Yeah. Oh, you finally made up with your dad? No, no, no. I just I got lunch with Adam's dad, and that kind of did <laughs> it for me. Yeah. What is your What does your dad do, Adam? He's oh, get, a, put on your seatbelt. Yeah. Here we go. Buckle he's up. a He's a civil rights attorney and a very uh, accomplished one who just is constantly doing great stuff like gotten people out of Guantanamo Bay and wow. always suing the police and big racism cases and sex. He's just like a heroic attorney. Yeah. So he's just like the kindest hippie turned civil rights lawyer who just yeah. really loves everything I do. And so <laughs> that I can see that side with Malcolm that I don't, yeah. that any, as like, I, you know, it's also like, there's never been a kid this smart at, at yeah. 18 months ever, probably. Yeah. Like, I'm already saying shit like You're that. Right. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> so I think I got to scale back on the overt praise because I know it loses all meaning <laughs> if you just constantly give it. Oh, that is that huh. is interesting. We talked about that on another episode. The like, yeah. uh, we, we were theorizing if it's generational, like, if your son will actually be more like your father as a father and your grandson will be more similar to you because it's always a cause and effect of like, oh, Adam's dad was very supportive. So Adam's like, ah, I don't overdo it. And then your son is like, I don't know. I kind of would have liked it. I'm going to make sure I give my son tons of support. And it just right. keeps. Right. Like yeah. I overcorrect and become a stern dust bowl father. <laughs> <laughs> And just send them out to the outside from yeah. fucking sun up to sunset. Do we need to do yeah. this? I thought we really. I, you're doing great. You're on the road a lot. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> just get out there and do the fun. We don't have a farm. Not with that attitude. I'm plowing our yard. We're not even growing anything. I I think I'll be quickly just turn into my dad. I don't think I'll overcorrect it because I just the kid can do no wrong. I think it's good. You turned out good. You obviously yeah. had your your troubled days, but you came through. Yeah. <laughs> you sure, survived buddy. it. <laughs> yeah, but I exactly. guess I'm curious, like when a like uh, when a when a dad is so positive, like yours is, like how does he respond to you when you know? Obviously, as a human, you've made a mistake or done something very violent. He's yeah, ridiculously yeah. violent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he lashes <laughs> out. He has, <laughs> he has these nunchucks that he's not trained to use, and yeah. he just comes <laughs> into the bedroom. No. He, uh, he he was the one that, like, if he was mad, you sincerely fucked up. And it is it is also the old, like, I'm not mad, I'm disappointed, and it just oh, yeah. crushed you type Yo, of thing. Yo, it stabs you right in the face. That's, like, right. more, that's more. <laughs> like, yeah, oh that's my more God. powerful. Yeah. And my mother's yeah. very loving as well, but she would be more of the, the disciplinarian. So mm. if dad got involved, it was pretty serious stuff. Yeah. And there were a couple times in my life where I really did some dumb, dumb things, and I can yeah. remember my dad being like, I didn't raise you like this. And yeah. it's just like, oh my God, you're 100% right. And it yeah. means a hell, it means a lot more when it's rarely used. So maybe I'll steal that move from yeah. my dad. Yeah, I love you that. You saying that just now, it feels like it boils down to passing on how you discipline and passing on how you praise. Literally just those two things are so... For real. They're so pivotal yeah. in, in maybe, you know, molding a good person. Yeah, and I, I mean, honestly, I jest with my, about my dad, but I don't think there's anything wrong with just loving the shit out of your kid no, and, it's being, great. and being blown away by everything they show you and telling them, oh my God, it's so great. It's so great. Obviously now as 40, I can be like, dad, I know it wasn't that good of a set and you need to stop <laughs> yeah. it. But like, stop coming to my open <laughs> mic shows. Come to yeah. the like bigger gigs. Yeah, exactly. I do a lot of shows that mean something. This was nothing. Yeah. 
Yeah. My dad comes to all of our monthly Grolic shows, which is like the indie comedy yeah. show in Denver. Yes. And yeah. we bring in comics who are our buds and Rory's been on that show and, and or, or at a festival, I think he has. But so my dad has developed like refined comedy tastes. Like he loves, <laughs> he loves Kate Berlant. And you know, he's like uh. a deep cut. But your average father is not like, oh, I love... John Early's sketch videos yeah. and like <laughs> most people are like you know the yeah. guy with the puppets is yeah. funny yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and oh. you know I think that's I, I think that's almost just broken I think it's just broken down to the amount of uh, of support because I know I know what you mean like you're you, you my sister used to come early on to my open mic stuff when we didn't know what it even was right, right. and then I remember after I had done like maybe six or seven open mics she was like legit critiquing every <laughs> comic. And I was like, yeah, I guess once you see kind of behind the curtain, which only takes being in front of the curtain in a repetitious kind of way, you somehow see behind it. Yeah, 100%. He's a smart dude. You guys should totally have him on. He told me the other day. He told me the other day. He goes, I I think I'm funnier from coming to your stand-up comedy. <laughs> and I was I like, no, that. no, not at all. <laughs> Definitely not. No. But I, I think that's a sign of of you can go to enough shows to like even a a, a someone like your dad can sit there and go oh, funnier, attorney. funnier yeah. than this guy, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like some random person at a show. Oh, he's totally I can do that. better than I can, yeah. can do. Well, I I went to South Korea and did a bunch of shows with um, Kyle Kinane. Oh, cool! And my dad was like, "I've never been to South Korea. I'll meet you guys there." And you and and he and I went on to Japan afterwards. So my dad came, flew to Seoul. And started going. We, he came out for a couple of days, went to shows. It was just fine. He let me. God, I love that. He, he let me be free to do my comedy, but we hung out in the days. It was, it was a lovely time. Yeah. Then at my wedding, at which Rory was at, my dad gives gets up to give a speech, and he just kind of goes, "I remember when I was in South Korea with Kyle and Adam, and Kyle had this joke, and then he just starts telling Kyle's joke." <laughs> horribly <laughs> to right. a wedding full of comedians and everyone's oh like is God. your dad just butchering canane material as a but also at your wedding? in like, front of him in front of <laughs> Kyle and it was just this surreal moment and I, I mean the speech just went on and on and it was a fine speech but for five minutes we were lost in this vortex of my dad just ripping off Kyle Canane. just it doing a, a cover just oh, doing a cover in front of the original cover. artist it was very strange. It was a very strange wedding toast choice. Yeah. Do you? Uh, so you have um, you have uh, siblings. Adam wrote a incredible book for our listeners who don't know, uh, Tragedy Plus Time, and it, I highly recommend it. I've known Adam. How long have we we've known each other? A while, man. God, I don't even know. But getting to know him uh, through that book is incredible. So I want to plug that book heavily. But I want to ask you this level of like so much support that your dad gives you. Do you think that was like spread out evenly or because you were a boy, he was like, this is my guy. This is my little truck guy. Yeah. <laughs> it was definitely spread out, spread out evenly. But I do remember, in fact, it was the opposite because my older sister, um, who now works with them, they're partners in the firm. She was a very good figure skater, like, like no joke, oh. Olympic track, fancy tournaments and coaches and stuff. And my dad 
was driving her to that every morning, like for out, you know, they she'd get up at four and go yeah. figure skate. And you see the, you see like documentaries about those parents, and you're like, Jesus Christ, I'll never love my kid that. No much. way, no. And yeah, now right. even Anna's dance like, dad. and Where now Anna won't dad? even take her kids to a school <laughs> one neighborhood over. But it's oh. like they, my parents drove you around yeah. the world for figure skating. But anyway, skips, it skips generations. There you go. Yeah. But he spent a lot of time with her and they were mm-hmm. very close and, and yeah. that was a nice relationship. And I remember when I was maybe 11, he kind of took me on a trip to Chicago to visit his family and we went to a Cubs game, my first baseball game, and it was very much a I'm not spending enough time with Adam type of trip. Right. Like I'm spending way too much time with Adam. Oh. So, so I need to like sort of spread this around Spree, a little. Spread it out. Good to be yeah. aware yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah. but it, it, so in fact, it wasn't like... I'm dad's guy. I think it was kind of like, oh, wow, I need to put this out around more equally. So I think he I wound s- up giving it to everybody pretty I can well. see that happening when you've got like the eldest, you know, it's like, oh, well, this kid's been here the longest. I'm just naturally in tune with what this kid's need needs right. are. And then Adam shows up and it's like, <laughs> look, turn 11, pal. Then I'll take you to the Windy City. <laughs> Why don't you draw some more weird pictures for a while? Yeah. And uh, I'll see yeah. at Wrigley Field. <laughs> I'll see you Wrigley. Oh, if you can get there on your own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good luck. The game starts now. <laughs> uh, I love that. Adam has a, an intense passion for uh, Rockies baseball to yep. the point where following Adam on Twitter, like, it's almost like open discussions with like the front office. <laughs> Just on Twitter, Adam's like, guys, who we think about grabbing this year? It's like, Jesus, yeah. Adam's really plugged in with the Rockies. <laughs> There's this Southpaw named Teddy on my block who is outstanding. Yeah. If you guys want to get him into some sort of youth league. Yeah. I think it'll motivate my kid to try to get into high school baseball. But what, uh, what if he isn't into baseball? Would I still love him? No, no, no definitely no, not. Yeah, 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 yeah. Completely get rid of him. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. I agree with that. Kind of like relevant to that. How are you talking about like the spending time with your kid sort of when he came home? And we were still living in a world where we could go out on the road. How are you yeah. balancing that? And how is that affecting you like emotionally? Because I know for me, it took a, a really heavy toll. Like I yeah, actually- Yeah, totally. And I can't even imagine how hard it is when they're cognizant of you leaving. Because yeah. he was at an age that, like I was getting into a nice r- rhythm of like two weekends on the road a month. Yeah. You know, and if I, if I could space it out, the next one home, you know, alternate weekends. It was, and that was fine. But as he was entering a, the the age where he's like, I'm aware dad's leaving, really it coincided with this. And so if I was to leave right now, now if I miss a, a good night at nap time, he's like, dad, 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 yeah. he wants me there for all of it. So it has yeah. been the sort of weird silver lining is all this time with him. But when it gets back to normal, he's going to be like, what? It, c- what, it could what be are rushing. You yeah. yeah. And so I, I've, I haven't had to deal with it, and I'm lucky that as he became aware, I've got to stay here with him. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. But I've I've tried little tricks. Like I've been trying to send postcards when I'm on the road to my. Oh, that's I'll cool. just like write a postcard and send it home to him, which is I would do for my wife when I was gone. She would come a lot of the time because, but I would I, if I wouldn't, I'd send her a postcard. And as soon as he was born, I was like, oh, I've never sent my wife a postcard again. <laughs> yeah. I just yeah. send him 
postcards. I should probably alternate. That yeah. would be no, a no, move. no, yeah. no. I like what you're doing. I think I think you're going to find yourself in a real cool place down the road. Yeah. Hell yeah. 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 <laughs> Sending this one-year-old postcards he can't understand as my wife just silently oh, fumes. Yeah. Yeah. Adam, oh, hi. I read your son, our son, his <laughs> 100th yeah. postcard okay. today. <laughs> I remember those days when I would get them. Not yep. even a tell your mom I said hi. Wow, that, <laughs> yeah, you're, a, right? you're a real, you're yeah, not even a give your mom <laughs> yeah, a big kiss. Give your me. mom my best. It's yeah. even worse. Yeah. Like, how, how's your mom? She's still breathing down your neck? Yeah, she does that yeah. to me. Yeah. Like, just on a postcard. <laughs> yeah. Oh Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. What are you doing to stay busy? Are you like, I mean, there's got to be moments where you and your wife are like, all right, you got the kid for an hour. I got to (laughs) decompress. I got to get away. It's it's weird. And you talk about like, you know, wanting him to get the right amount of germs and stuff so he grows healthily. Also, there's like this social development that's happening right now. I took him to my parents' house yesterday, and as I was leaving, I had a bunch of crap. My mom bought him so many toys. So I'm like doing one trip to the car to unload the toys. And I just kind of just left. I wanted to test him. I just left the backyard. He's with my mom and dad. And I didn't say anything. I just walked out of the backyard to the car. And I asked my dad how he was when he came back. And they said he like looked and there was like quivering lip. And then my dad's like, hey, here's a truck. And he was fine. And and honestly, that feels so tiny. But in this world we're living in, it was a huge moment. I was so proud of him. And he just came back and he's like, okay, dad's here. It's all good. I was with grandma and grandpa. It's fine. Yeah, I was proud of the little dude. Yeah, And he's, you know, he's definitely a mama's boy too, but it was just, my wife wasn't there. I just took him over to my parents' place and I I used the moment to test the little guy. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I like that you're you're doing that to him. I like that you're doing that. Yeah. It's real, real, uh, we're not going to report that. You can, this is a free space to talk about (laughs) damage you're doing to your child. Um, I I guess that's stuff that I I didn't even... uh, think about either because i think you just get wrapped up in your own kid at least in this moment in time you just get wrapped up in your own kid where they're at and what their developmental thing is that truly not even till we started this podcast specifically this episode with you that it even occurred to me the germs thing or even that that you just said where it's like oh there's so many little lessons that we learn as people that aren't like focused lessons you know i think in the middle of a regular world where there's no pandemic you probably don't even take note of the fact that you're teaching him the hey i'm gonna bounce for a second i'll be right back like that might have become so normal that he you you might not even have noticed 
hit the first time it would have happened totally, with him totally. because you'd be like, yeah, I'm just right back. And we're not as, we're not as focused on the carefulness yeah. of our, our lives as we are now. Yeah. It's, it's development under a microscope. I mean, we had, yeah. we were, ha- we had a nice little routine of, you know, everybody's got their life's just upended, but yeah. we had a nice routine of like, you know, Tuesday, we take him to this bookstore for story time. And then Wednesday he's got a music class. And then he started, just started going to gymnastics and he really liked, you know, tumbling around with yeah. the other one year olds. Yeah. Um, and all that's gone. So you're really heightenedly aware of just trying to give this kid normalcy and interaction. You can only do so much when you get on your kid's level. They know that you're that's, yeah. you're getting on their level, but they know that you're not a kid, you know? Right. <laughs> it's not like they're like, oh yeah, I can now really just be myself in front of my dad. When you're yeah. when a kid when you see your kid be a kid with other kids, you haven't even met that person yet. Yeah. That you're <laughs> like, oh, even at a young age, they don't fully re- like unleash this thing to their parents. It's they're like protective of it. Dude, you're exactly right. There, there's the neighborhood kids. He's not totally isolated. So he sees the kids playing. There's two yeah. families and they're four or five. And he'll go on the front lawn and he'll yell at them and they'll be like, hi, Malcolm. And they see each other. Yeah. But he was he was walking on our little like uh, brick fence out in the front yard. It's, it's not enough to walk on. And he kind of fell, which it's fine. But the neighborhood kids saw him do that. And then he literally just goes, <laughs> and like acted out his fall again. <laughs> For them, he's like, aren't I funny? I was like, I've never seen oh, this ever. God. He yeah. just played these kids for laughs and made fun of how he tripped. <laughs> I didn't even know yeah. he could do such a thing. It was amazing <laughs> to see. But it's it's stuff like that that you're talking about, Rory. It's just like, wow, I you just saved yeah. face using a joke in front of the neighborhood kids. <laughs> At I've a never, year I've, and a half. That's I've so never cool. been prouder of yeah. you. That was amazing. <laughs> like to, to understand the application of that, but to understand what that ammunition he even has in his artillery, <laughs> yeah. to even know like, oh, I'll do this because it'll defuse this. Like That's a year and a half of like survival. Yeah, <laughs> like the survival brain. A hundred percent. Yeah, and then I come in running. I was like, "Oh, you think that's funny?" And I just start telling them jokes. And you and did like, yeah. like five minutes. <laughs> come on, this yeah. dad. Come on. Do you have any new stuff? <laughs> yeah. And then you guys went inside. Your kid's like, "I'm not opening for you, okay?" <laughs> yeah. What if he was like, "Dad, I want to be a comedian." That that might hurt more. Yeah. What would you feel if Elliot said she wanted to be a comedian? What would you feel? I honestly, I don't know. I've I I have thought. A lot. I, it's hard to not go. I think when you're an enlightened, to say an enlightened person, I think just means you're modern. I think to be a modern person who gets it, <laughs> you're you look at your kids and you go, I get it. I've seen and I've read and I understand the idea of being so hard on your kids. You try to push them into something, and I'm not going to be the person who does that. I'm going to be the person who supports them on whatever the thing is they like to do. Sure. Uh, not I, maybe that's a form of enlightenment. I don't know. To me, it's just how you should be. No, um, it's a great. It's the yeah. ideal way to parent. Yeah, but I, I, there is still a part of my soul that is is always like, oh, I, I, I don't know what form of the arts, but if my kid just went into the arts in some way, because I just I've I love the word art. I love the word. I love the label artist. I love that title. It makes me feel so good. Like just the word artist feels like you are totally your own thing. And it's your company is your company. What you do with it is what you're going to do with it. If that's what she like went into to some capacity, I I think I'd be 
so happy, but then in the back of my head, I'm like, but what if she's like shitty at it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't get me wrong. I love our art form and stand up comedy, but I don't know if I worship at the altar of it the way yeah. some people do. I'd be so much happier if Malcolm's like, I want to do music. I'd be like, yes, yeah, yeah well, I would it. think that would be the coolest if she was yeah, like a yeah, painter yeah. or like dude, a exactly. writer or uh, both. Your kids are going to become astrophysicists. You guys, <laughs> both. <laughs> Yeah. We're going to go into science. <laughs> but even then you go, you know, just as long as they're happy. But yeah. first off, you're like, just as long as they're healthy. Then it comes, yeah. just as long as they're happy. I don't For really sure. care what they do. But it it, it is like, uh, yeah, you don't want to project and you don't want to push them into uh, anything. But if my daughter was like, I'm a badass guitarist. I'd be like, I know. Yeah. Fucking yeah, or like you a, yeah. Or a, pa- a painter. <laughs> If my kid was like, I want to be a comic, I'd be like, listen, I know some of the funniest people on the planet. I know some of my friends are the funniest people on the planet, and I don't even like what they do. So, And I I don't watch their stuff. I retweet it, but I don't watch it. I support them, but I would never sit down and watch their new hour. And they're so good at it. Not a chance. So I I suggest you go elsewhere. (laughs) Yeah. I'm push. I'm not gonna push it actively, but I will not refuse him that if that's what he wants to do. And and again, he cr- he crushed with the the kids out on the street, so he's got a knack for it. Um, Adam, thank you so much thank for coming on the so show, man. Much. This was so yeah, so of course. much fun. Thanks for having me. Really let us, let Teddy know we are big fans, yeah. and we can't wait to see him <laughs> out on the pro ball fields. Yeah. Yo, you'll see him. Just let me yep. stick with him for another ten years. You'll see him out <laughs> oh, there. Oh, we know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks, man. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> I swear, like, I think we really should start doing follow-up episodes where we have guest yeah, dads come their on. Their dads. And then we <laughs> find dad. out that all the guests are lying to us about their youth and their relationships <laughs> right. with their dad. But I will yeah. say, if we ever do have Adam and his dad on this show, you, you world of listeners will be uh, so grateful because his dad is an amazing man. Adam, you heard from the conversation. He's an okay guy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. He's so accomplished. He's done so many things. Uh, Adam's all right. He'll be um, fine. The neighbor kid seems to love him. The a whole neighbor lot, kid so. is a big fan, and that's all yeah. that matters to us. And that's who we book on this show. If a neighbor right. kid likes you, reach out to us. Right. We'll get you. Don't you don't need to have a publicist. The neighbor kid vouches for you. Folks, we're obviously joking. That's what we do here at Dad's the Podcast. We let loose, we have a good time. All if games. you enjoyed this good time, uh, there's more ways for you guys to soak up the splendor that is uh, Adam Caton Holland. He has a uh, he's the author of a memoir called Tragedy Plus Time that I could not recommend more. It is an absolutely incredible uh, read. It's very personal. It's very vulnerable, and I could not recommend it more. That is Tragedy uh, Plus Time. And uh, don't forget to check out his comedy special. Adam Caden Holland performs his signature bits. Yeah. And if you want to learn more about Adam, follow him on Twitter at Caden Holland. That's C-A-Y-T-O-N. He's so fun. I really enjoyed talking He's to him. He's the best. And He's a survivalist. He's an he outdoor is. survivalist. I proved <laughs> yeah. it. He's going to be on the seventh season of Alone. That's right. Uh, That's you right. heard it here first, right? <laughs> That's a dad's exclusive. That's it for this week. That's all we've got. Uh, we'll be back next week with a new episode. <laughs> Dad's the podcast is produced by Jen Samples, Nick Liao, and me, Ruthie Wyatt. Our executive producers are Joanna Solotaroff, Adam Sachs, and Jeff Ross. Engineering by Will Becton and Anya Jeshik. 
Our theme song is by Strange Hotels with additional music by John Danik. Special thanks to Sean Doherty. And as always, you guys can keep up with all things dads by following us on Instagram. It's at Team Coco Podcast. And if you love the show, get on Apple Podcasts. Give us a review. Give us a rating. Do it. Tell a friend. Tell 10 people. This is not a pyramid scheme, okay? <laughs> it's a friendly uh, suggestion to say, hey, do you guys want to listen to great conversations about parenting and other things? You know, practice that in a mirror, but then once you've nailed it, then go out to your fan base. <laughs> <laughs> Just like picturing that we don't call our friends friends, we call them our fan base. The fan base, yeah. And really pitch it to them. And uh, I promise you, Ruthie and I will never forget that very good deed that you did for us. Thank you guys for joining us, and we will see you next week. This has been a Team Coco production. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. mobilecom